Hey everybody, welcome to Mining Stock Daily. It's a midday market update. A lot of good movement on the board for precious metals and miners right now. Uh, let's start with gold futures basis. It is definitely seeing a nice rebound after a sell-off yesterday, up over $11 futures basis to $17.46. Silver, my goodness, still continues to scream higher, trying to get to that $18 mark on the futures basis right now at $17.92. But the miners continue to outperform the GDX up over three and a half percent, the GDXJ up over five percent. And to help me uh, with some commentary today on the markets is our good friend, Mr. Kai Hoffman from Soar Financial and Orin Inc. Kai, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. How are you doing over there? I'm doing great, Trevor. Thanks for having me back on. Really appreciate it. Well, I'm glad to find some time for you. You've, uh, you've obviously been very busy. Well, we both have been very busy uh, trying to uh, fill the time and uh, kind of a new business model uh, year-round, you know, weekly and daily almost because of all this COVID. So I just want to give a good shout-out to all the good interviews you've been doing uh, for the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, I, it's hard to say if things kind of go back to somewhat of a normal. I think a lot of your stuff that you've been doing online will be missed. So, Oh, I hope so. <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we've been, uh, and it turned a bit of a COVID hobby as well. And you might've seen a couple of the videos, the setup and the proper microphone. And last weekend I put some foam on the wall. So uh, try to try to stay sane here. Right. And uh, of course, when we start traveling again, things will do, will wind down. Um, but I'm promising I'm promising that we'll still do a couple a week and get some good content out there. Well, let's uh, talk to you a little bit about financings. Now, you are going to provide us the weekly update that should air on the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing tomorrow morning. But uh, I don't get a chance to ask you some questions regarding those financings uh, and really what it means kind of the 30,000 foot level. A couple of weeks ago, we did notice some really big financings coming in for uh, some of the majors or mid-tiers and even uh, real advanced developed projects such as Silvercrest had a big uh, big financing uh, that can, saga continued. Uh, but what I'm seeing, and, and I'd like you to correct me if I'm wrong, my observation is in the last week, we're seeing a little bit more capital trickling down to the juniors and the explorers. Am I wrong to believe that's true? No, you're not, Trevor. No, you're not. No, no, it's looking better out there. And uh, our index tells that story as well. It's not just the big financings anymore, but a lot of their smaller companies uh, put their hand in their heart and there's like they're raising money now. The window is wide open also for exploration companies now with compelling stories to raise capital. It's out there. There's risk appetite. People want to see finance things. They want to see a warrant or something attached as well. Uh, there's a bit of FOMO out there right now as well. Company or investors are deploying capital. And uh, they want to make some returns, and they see that now uh, with 1742 gold, that there are returns possible, and uh, the 10 beggar potential. The greed is kicking back into the gold space. Is it greed or is it FOMO? Both. Both. Isn't it? Isn't it both? Isn't greed FOMO, or doesn't FOMO lead to greed, and vice versa? I don't know. I'm not a philosopher, well, right? When, but uh, I think when <laughs> it comes to speculating and investing, greed is a is a bad thing. Where FOMO, maybe FOMO is a bad thing too. I don't know. Yeah, FOMO is like the, 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 you you chase maybe the wrong stocks with FOMO as well, right? So um, I, I just we're both really active here on Twitter, and uh, like it's easy to get FOMO because everybody's been posting about the stocks have been running. But fortunately, across the board, same with corporate. Fortunately, everybody is affected, right? Um, mm-hmm. Everybody's actually showing some gains, and my portfolio is doing decently well the, these days, and like everybody else's. So. Um, it, it, it's tough. It's, now it's now that we're getting to that point again. Like, okay, where are the undervalued plays? A lot of stocks have run now. They're 
they've moved past COVID level or yeah, pre-COVID levels, like early March. Most of them have surpassed the, those levels now. Now it's time to find those undervalued stocks that haven't moved yet. And there are quite mm. a few still out there. So, well, where, where are we at with the warrant situation? I'm just kind of curious because I know, you know, weeks ago, if a junior was trying to finance, they were not really able to gain the capital they really wanted. So finances were rather small, but then obviously they were having to put maybe a full warrant on as an incentive in those packages, uh, maybe quite, you know, maybe a year or two out. I mean, is that something that's maybe dwindling down to half a warrant and near term or what, what are you seeing as a theme here? It hasn't changed too much. So there's still a lot of interest from investor side in warrants and, and companies still give them out. And uh, I'm trying to remember who I had on the show last week, but uh, I talked to somebody He's like, hey, you have a great project. Why'd you, why'd you feel the need to issue a warrant with your financing? It's like the investors demanded it, right? We just wanted to, at the end, it didn't did make a difference to them. Although if you were a corporate finance expert, uh, depending on where you issue the price and how how quickly you accelerate that warrant, depending on uh, share price, uh, it, it can have an impact on the story. And uh, we, we've all been following Minera Alamos. When the stock was uh, trading around 10 cents, there was a massive warrant overhang um, that has been removed. Now the stock is trading at 44 cents because of that. That overhang was gone. Uh, it moved fairly quickly. So there are arguments for for and against warrants, and they're still being issued. So uh, we haven't seen a much much of a decrease, maybe more of a half warrant than a full warrant these days. And I got to take a close look at the stats here. Uh, we've haven't done that in a while because we haven't presented any of the conferences so um, we don't put reports out on a on a daily basis and that uh, on those statistics either unfortunately is there anything out of the financing portion of this industry in the last week or two kai that's really surprised you a bit uh, good question like i just had a conversation with uh, ssr mining ceo paul benson maybe that merger surprised me a little bit um, mm, you're not the only one. So, but I, I do understand the reason um, behind it, and having chatted with him, so that was something that surprised me. Um, the company, the combined company, will have over 700 million US in cash, so it should be a market darling because they will implement a dividend policy at some point, and they do have enough money to grow within reason, and of course organically as well. So, um, other than that, like no, there are more bought deals, and some companies are financing that needed financing. Uh, I think what surprised me a little bit, maybe underlying, is the broker activity now. Um, they're really back. Uh, they, we've been missing those guys for the last three or four years. There, have, there hasn't been any broker activity, really, because they all were busy with cannabis and, and other financings. But they're back, and they're, they're really active. My broker's been sending me stuff again. So I'm, I'm really excited about the coming weeks and months ahead. So. Why why is that so important, Kai? I mean, for people who are maybe U.S. investors who don't participate in private placements because they don't have access to a Canadian broker, maybe just don't have the capital uh, to be to be placed in some of those private placements. Why why is that important? Well, brokers do make fees on those. They get finders fees, even on a bought deal, you get five percent. So getting those fees is crucial for the industry uh, for for the brokers. That's what they live on. That's where they make their bonuses. And if they can see that they can place the shares, um, they're happy to broker financing, right? Um, and that is healthy because they know that the demand is there. Uh, especially bought deals are because th those financings are underwritten by by certain banks. Those those shares need to be placed well in advance before they go live with the deal. They need to know okay, we got the demand for it. And uh, one one example was. Uh, the Silvercrest financing, you mentioned one, they canceled, they had to cancel a bot deal. They did another financing, which was really successful uh, during COVID times, or uh, uh, how do you call it? The peak of COVID, like 10, yeah. 10, 14 days right after PDAC. 
And uh, that bank, it was national and it's all public. It's, there's nothing hidden there. Um, it's eating crow, unfortunately, now because they canceled the financing. The stock is now trading almost 50% higher than at that time. So, um, yeah, that's in terms of bond deals. It's, it's great for the market. It's good to see because it means brokers and the, the underlying industries do make money again. I just out of curiosity, and I don't have any basis or reason to ask this question, just out of really just curiosity again, uh, has the economic impacts of COVID had any implications on the flow-through shares up in Canada? Oh, that's a, that is a good question. Uh, no, it has not. I have to look whether it's slowed down. Right now we're in a, in a seasonal slow period anyway, but um, we're still waiting for confirmation from the government, or not just confirmation, but general like commentary on uh, whether flow through expenditures need to be finalized this year of course because of covid expiration couldn't go on as planned some territories or provinces might actually lose completely out this year um i'm still worried about the yukon and northern bc and um, whether companies can go back because uh, some of them are quite remote and some of the first nations which is which is fully understandable are blocking access to certain areas um so they might lose out and what are they going to do with the expiration um, yeah, capital they raised, flow through needs to be spent at a certain time. I think you have uh, the year plus the following year to spend flow through. And uh, some companies might be running into issues towards the end of this year. So we'll see if we get an extension on that. Right, can you keep us posted on that? Oh, we will. Follow us on Twitter right. and uh, follow us, of course, with our newsletter. So you'll get the updates. All right. And uh, tomorrow morning, uh, obviously, you'll give us a little bit more of a breakdown of the financings of the week, correct? That is the plan. And uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it's looking pretty dapper out there. Oh yeah, dapper. Like they got suit and ties on. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's pretty out there. <laughs> no, just just if you take the numbers into context, and um, our benchmark was set in January 11, 2011, right? So the the market was really frothy, and the number we put out uh, on Monday, and we're going to talk about more in detail tomorrow, is getting close to that level. Um, now I'm just waiting for that five week moving average to really see an uptick as well. So that's going to be exciting. All right. Oh, man, I'm excited to hear it. Uh, so thank you so much. I always appreciate your time you have for the interviews and also the time you give uh, to the morning briefing with the uh, Orin Inc. Weekly Updates, Kai. No, my pleasure. You're doing a great job there, Trevor, as well. And I said that on Twitter before. Your stamina, getting up at 5.30 or whenever you get up Denver time, <laughs> is just impressive doing those daily calls. So uh, good, good stuff. Thanks, man. It's five a.m. and it's uh, <laughs> some days are some days are better than than others. Uh, but uh, luckily, I've got like a Nespresso machine, so all I gotta do is press that button and and back down in my hot seat for in about five minutes. So that's not a you know just get a little caffeine to get ready to go. Problem is, it so. takes me like forty five minutes for the caffeine to kick in. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, when gold when gold's up, you know, like you know twenty twenty five thirty bucks, you know that usually happens to uh, put a pep in my step as that well. That is true. That is true. That's the, <laughs> like I've been getting up and uh, we're getting sidetracked here. I'm going to hijack this for a second, but uh, because of COVID, it seems like everything was moved like an hour backwards here in Vancouver. Like uh, mar markets still open at six thirty, obviously, but it didn't seem like people were working at six thirty anymore. But but uh, rather working later. Uh, now I'm making an effort to be a op uh, awake at market open again. And that trend, I think, is visible. Very good, Kai. I appreciate you, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me on, Trevor. 
All right, that's Kai Hoffman from Orin Inc. and Soar Financial. He'll be back on the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing tomorrow morning with this week's Orin Inc. Weekly. So be sure to hit your subscribe button if you have not done so already so you don't miss any of those segments that happen each week on the show. Until then, we'll be back later after market close, uh, scheduled with more market commentary with Chris Temple. We'll talk to you then.